What's up, guys? Welcome back to That's What She Said. My name is Monica. And my name is Sophia. This week, we'll be briefly diving into Tinder meetups and the star of our show, the LGBTQ dating scene on campus. Amazing. So how was your past week, Soph? Um, My past week has been great. Um, I celebrated an anniversary last week, my official longest relationship. Hey, that's a win. Crazy. (laughs) That's a win. Um, How was your week then? It's been very peaceful, you know, working on that self-love. Yeah, I heard I heard you have a little self-love article coming out this I week. I did. Um, check it out, guys. It's a little, it's called Date Yourself um, in the Daily Emerald for opinion. <laughs> and basically, I just talked about dating yourself and really opening up that, you know, opportunity for self-love. But... In light of that, so <laughs> I've also been pretty bored because of that. So I recently hopped back on Tinder and Hinge, you know, that little dating app grind for shits and gigs. Um, so that's been a journey lately. Oh, God. Well, yeah, that brings us to our current topic. It's cold out. We aren't meeting people in the streets. It's Tinder season, clearly. Um, so today we're going to get into how to suss out the people you match with, our own Tinder horror stories, and how to get those online connections into real life. Okay, so I guess my first question for you, Soph, would be how do you navigate um, dating apps safely? Um, I would say as far as Tinder, like, we have a convenience that doing it on like a college campus you can make the range of distance like smaller so that you like pretty much know you're only matching with other UO students not that other UO students aren't sus as hell but (laughs) you know it makes me feel a little bit safer that it's not just like some random who's like stopping by on the way through um so that's one thing I would also say like make sure they're a real person like don't be stupid double check the Instagram like just just make sure they're a real person. They're not catfishing you. I have been catfished before. There well, was. A... How did you realize it happened? Um, <laughs> well, a year ago, I was going to hang out with this man I met off at Tinder. And I was going to, but then, like, I kind of thought it was a little sus. Like, we were texting, so I didn't. And then a couple months later, I found, like, the same guy, but it was, like, an influencer. But he was using a different name. So <laughs> See, Monica, I now remember this. And that man was just way too hot to be in Eugene, Oregon, and you should have known. He was so hot. It was unreal. <laughs> so, yeah, I should have known. If anyone's too hot on dating apps, guys, they're not real. Yeah, true. Anyways, so the other thing, the safety, like, if you are going to go hang out with the person you've been talking to on Tinder, don't go to their house unless unless you have mutual friends with them and you've, like, like you've talked to a mutual friend. They're like, oh, yeah, that person's cool. Like, I know them. Then maybe go to your house. But definitely tell your roommates where you're going. Like, put your location on, like, text updates. And if it's someone you, like, truly have no connection to, like, if you went missing, we could not track you down. Like, don't go in public for your first hangout. I always have the advice to meet them in a public place first and catch their vibe. You know, sometimes you don't read the vibe exactly you know right but most of the time if you meet them in a public place and you can catch their vibe to see like maybe I would be comfortable like having them come over to my place or not yeah but I would say always tell people before you ever go on a tinder or other dating app meetup because there's just been like too many horror stories recently with that do you have any horror stories oh gosh I mean not with not with the safety but I definitely have a horror story so like 
that kind of brings me to the awkwardness of Tinder. Like, <laughs> being on a college campus using Tinder is a bonus because it's, like, kind of directly matches you up with other people. But that also can be super awkward if you're, like, on a kind of a smaller campus like Oregon. Um, I actually remember when I was going to Cal Poly, I was on Tinder. Like, I got back from break. I just broke it up with my boyfriend. I was like, yeah. It's, it's Tinder time. Like, let's just like kind of go crazy. I was just on the prowl. I was just swiping. <laughs> I wasn't messaging anyone. I wasn't even looking at who I was matching with. I was just like using it like a Validation. video game. I was just like, ah, da, da, da. anyways, and I wasn't really looking at who I was matching with. And a couple days later, I'm in the dining hall, just like getting my food, like antisocial, hat on, earbuds on, like not talking to anyone, as I did at Cal Poly. And someone comes up to me and they're like, are you Sophia? Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, I was just like, what? I was so caught off guard because I was like, I couldn't really hear that, but I, they were just like coming and talking to like, you Sophia Cassette? Was this a Tinder man? And I, well, I didn't realize it because I just looked at this man. He looked kind of like, I was just like, who is that? <laughs> so I like grabbed my food. I was like, yeah. And then I just like ran back to my dorm. And then I was just like sitting there like racking my brain for who it could have been. And then I looked on Tinder and I had matched with him. Had you messaged him before? No. So I was like, <laughs> and he had me feeling like I was weird for not knowing who he was. But that was weird for him to do. Don't do that. Bro, for the love of God, do not approach people you matched on Tinder. Like, I don't even approach people that I've hung out with in person. Like, if you well, haven't even, not. like, said a hey, hello, how are you on Tinder, then please don't approach them. Yeah, so then I eventually, like, I was like, hey, um, did I just match with you on Tinder? Like, was that you in the dining hall earlier? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, you seemed a little scared. I'm like, so, like, what was the effective rate of this? So, did you actually hang out with this? I actually man? did. But, like, a couple months I guess, later. I guess maybe off. it's, like, a different way of picking up chicks. Yeah. So, besides that, um, Monica, do you have any opinions on, like, matching with friends on Tinder? Because I know it's something that happens. It's, like, you see someone you know, and you match with them, and it's, like, are we good enough friends that you swiped on me as a joke? So, I have a theory. I do it... Okay, I used to do it as a joke. I'd be like, LOL, hey. And I think for men, they're definitely not swiping on their girlfriends as... A joke. I think it's a way that they can casually be like, oh, like, is this like, are you into this? Or yeah. No? Do you think it's them like trying to subtly send a hint and then for like. Oh, no, most definitely. Okay. So I stopped doing that immediately because it's not yeah. funny anymore and it makes it a little awkward. I won't lie. So like, would you ever, though, if you did see a friend you're interested in on Tinder? What? Oh, a thousand percent. Okay. I would totally swipe right and see. And then, you know, if it does, then you're like, ooh, I wouldn't message them. But maybe when we see, see each, other each other in person, like the tension is confirmed. Okay, interesting, interesting. And then, Monica, I know you did an article for The Emerald a little while back talking about Tinder and how couples meet in college. Um, what did you find about couples that had met on dating apps? Yes, so I went in surveying people around campus. I was fully expecting that no one was going to meet people that are significant others through a dating app. And surprisingly, I'm going to say it was at least like 25, 30%. And the other options were, like, mutual, school, and I think there was one other, but, like, yeah. But it was, like, a large chunk. Of it was a large chunk of people, and I think that's just because maybe that is college campuses, and especially during COVID and all that, that was, like, the only way to really meet yeah, people. Yeah, so Tinder, not just for hookups. People it really just depends. I think it. a lot of people do tell me, though, most people, when they do meet a significant other— they're like, oh, I went into it as a hookup, and then it turned yeah. into it, but they're not actively searching on Tinder for a boyfriend or a girlfriend or partner. And then would you say, I know you use Hinge sometimes. Is I that do. a different energy than Tinder? 
Here's my spiel and hinge. I think it's a little more wholesome. You know, the thought is there. Um, I think it's, if I was older, I think it would have more of an effective rate because when I see some known womanizers on hinge, I'm like, okay, they're not taking this op seriously at all. Yeah. And it has like more prompts to get to know the person. No, definitely. Like I have some really cutesy little prompts, even though they make me cringe a little bit because I feel like I'm too young to be on this dating app, even though I am of age. (laughs) But some of them are like, what I look for in a person and let's go on a date here. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Things that like will not make you uncomfortable after college, but in college. Right now, it's just not really the the perfect dating app. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that was our spiel on the dating apps. I'm sure we'll get more into it later, but that was just our brief overview before we get to our two guests. So today we're going to have two special guests. We're so excited to have them, but we're going to start off right now with Emily. Hello, Emily. Say hello. Um, tell me a little about yourself. I'm a sophomore at UO. Um, I'm majoring in linguistics, and I am an opinion writer at the Daily Emerald and also a copy editor for the Student Surgeon. Perfect. And today, Emily's here to talk about the lesbian dating scene here on campus. We're getting all the ins and outs. We're very excited. Um, So I guess our first question is just like a broad overview. Like, how would you say like individuals willingness to commit is in that dating scene compared to like the mainstream (laughs) hookup culture? Um, Well, honestly, I only know so much about the mainstream hookup culture. I feel kind of like (laughs) from whispers. I'm a little bit distanced from it. Um, besides, you know, like the friend, like I do have straight friends, so yeah, I promise. (laughs) Well, several of them have came to me, especially like my straight friends from high school. And they're like, oh, by the way, I hook up with girls now. And I'm like, that's great. So proud of you, queen. (laughs) Um, so I don't know like how long people who are my friends stay straight, but you know, it happens. I mean, that's a good effect to have on people. I like to think so. I like to think so. But yeah, I would say that from what I've seen, I think that, well, first of all, UO is a very queer campus, which is really cool, especially for women um, and just like sapphic, which basically just means like, you know, generally queer women. It's a very like big place. Um, and I have heard from like queer men that it's not exactly the, the same situation for them. So there's like, there's a lot of queer women. I just meet a lot. I have a lot of friends who are... Um, So there's a lot of people around, um, but, you know, it's college. I feel like a lot of people, I mean, I certainly don't know what I want to do with my life yet and, like, where I might end up. So a lot of people, it's hard to sort of know exactly what they want out of dating or a relationship or something. But there's a lot of people to meet, which is great because, you know, the bigger the pool is, the more likely that something will work out. Hey. Um, (laughs) And while I say it's big... It's big compared to other lesbian dating pools because, in general, the lesbian dating pool is very small. Why do you say it's small? Um, There's just not... Compared to, like, the large volume of, like, people looking for straight relationships, it's just so much smaller. There's just some... Especially in some places, there's just not a lot of lesbians. I was going to say, how does this, like, compare to your experience in high school? Um, in high school, I only really dated one person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in, I do live 
I'm from like near San Francisco, but like from a small town yeah. in Marin County, which is like oh, also Marin. Yep. That's it a also, little bit of a different. It is. Vibe. It also skews like really old and like it's just a very insular place. Um once I turned uh like 18 though, I was like, it's time for me to make my debut on Yaps. <laughs> oh god. We're just talking about that. Yeah. Um, we love so that. I did. I and then after I did that, I did the summer before I went to college, I dated some people from like other places in the mm-hmm. Bay. I dated one girl from Berkeley, which was I cool. Love a Berkeley bitch. It was it was pretty it was a vibe. You're uh, out and about. And then <laughs> I also, yeah, I had some other like things. Um and yeah, once I got to Oregon, I definitely did, I like, especially, like, last year, I, like, had a sort of, ser- I had a number of, like, I don't know, few-month-long relationships, which were fun, um, but with both of them, it kind of felt like they kind of just sputtered out. We didn't even, like, break up exactly. It was just yeah. sort of, like, we kind of just, it just kind of went, eh. Is that kind of, like, the vibe in the community on campus, or? It can be. Um, I think that just... I think losing momentum can happen. Yeah, I was also going to say, like, I know I've heard whispers of, like, you get into relationships really quickly. Yeah, You feel like that causes, like, an early sputter out. It or... can. I try to stay away from that because um, <laughs> it's, like, such a stereotype, like, the yeah. calling thing. I think there's definitely significant truth to it. I just, I try to, like, not go to, like, that length of it. But yeah. I definitely did. If I'm really, like, hitting it off with someone, then I do want to, like, spend time with them, of course. There was another stereotype that at least that lesbians hold is that we go on really long dates. Have you ever heard that one? Like, Never yeah, it's like that. you get breakfast, then you go to the park, yeah, you do this. Yeah, that is then... true. I, that is an experience that I know a lot about. <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, it doesn't sound bad. That sounds it's, great. It's because we're having a good time, you know. Well, I guess the, the best story I have for that is one of the girls I dated last year it was like, I don't know, Friday, and I we got together at like two because I was done mm-hmm. with my classes. She was done with work. And we went to the to a bookstore together and then we like um got coffee after that. And then we ended up we were just hanging out. We were like driving around in her car and then we got dinner. And then she was like, I mean, we'd I'd already been her to her place before and stuff. And yeah. she was like, I guess, you know, things are going on. Like, why don't we just like go back to my place and hang out and watch something? And um, I ended up, like, you know, staying the night, sleeping over. And she woke up, when she, we woke up at, like, I don't know, 9 or something, she checked her phone. And her roommate had texted her, like, hey, when your date's over, like, do you want to, like, help me out with something? Oh. And we looked at each other and we were like, oh, the, the date is not over, the actually. Date is, in fact, still going <laughs> It's still on. happening. Um, and, I mean, the funny thing is, like, um, we had actually obviously seen her roommate, and she just wanted, like, us, our help to, like, put something up in her room. Like, we had done that. Yeah. We just, like, hadn't seen the, the text. <laughs> because her roommate, I think, was was bi, but she, you know, had experience dating men, and she just assumed, like, when she he- hears, like, coffee date, it's, like, two hours. Yeah. Or that you're going to be, like, running out in the morning hours before. <laughs> yeah. 6 a.m. Gotta go. Um, so, I don't know. I've... I'd say that's my my longest date to date. <laughs> um, there was times also where I would go on a date. I had like a seven hour date one time, and my roommate was just like, "Where were you?" Like seven hours. Yeah. See, that's like foreign because I feel like with straight dating, like you're not going on a seven hour date with someone unless you're already like you are in an official relationship. Yeah, that was I think our first date. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, gonna say, say like, like, why do you think the difference is like with straight dating, like 
you know, it's usually in the night hours. Like, if you see them in the daylight, like, that's And then once you're committed, serious. like, and you're in an official relationship, then it's, like, you go on dates, you hang out all day and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. But before, people are, like, it's almost like a stigma. Like, you're very hesitant to do it before. Right. I think probably, I think the sort of, the, the dating conventions that are present with straight dating are kind of not. Yeah. Um, especially because women are put in a very specific role in society to be the ones to be chased or, like, which is, like, so shitty for any mm-hmm. any women of no, any kind exactly. but they're sort of told not to be the ones to take the initiative and just to let people come to that like men yeah. come like be their suitors or whatever exactly and if um, you like are all over it you're crazy yeah exactly but much. with lesbians like because of that we often have some especially it depends uh, but like it's harder to make moves mm-hmm. and also the line between we're just being platonic and, oh, now this is more, it can be very, very blurry. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, for me, like, especially when I was first just starting to date people, it was very, very hard for me to take the initiative. And, yeah, luckily, sometimes I would be with someone who just was, like, definitely ready to do that mm-hmm. and could do that for me. But eventually I had to, like, actually... Say, is it hard Get my to shit know, together. like, who's going to take the initiative? Or do you feel Sometimes. like it kind of just, like... Happens, Sometimes it can happens. be very hard. Um, but there's definitely time. I've had to just try to sort of get over that personally. Yeah. Were you ever, like, caught in situations where they thought it was just, like, a friendship kind of, like... Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's very hard to read. <laughs> yeah. Which, which I... So I've been trying to get better about just asking. Because it, it can't do any harm, really. Mm-hmm. Just be like, so, where do you see this going? Like, do you see this... Are like, are we dating or no? What's up? And I feel like that usually is like a good conversation. Yeah. Would you say like communication is definitely used more? Because I guess in the straight dating area, like it's like don't talk about it. We're don't talk about it. Stop yeah. happening. Zero communication. Yeah. Oh, uh, I I think again, like it depends, but I think yeah, communication is definitely something important that I try to do, and usually my partners or people I'm dating try to do, which is always a good feeling. Um, and yeah, I definitely think it's the way to go (laughs) for many reasons. Um, there have been times where, again, this is just me having personal things, but that whole codependency, like you haul thing, there are times where people do tell too much too quickly Um, and I'm just like, whoa, (laughs) trauma didn't need to, yeah, they, yeah, so that, that can happen. Um, I had an experience where I, we were hitting it off really well. I was super happy. And on the, it was like the second date and she was like, so where do you see this going? And I was like, oh, that's a very normal question to ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it and she was like, because I think I love you. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, huh? On the second date? That's like cursed, yeah. like ghost. <laughs> I was just like, what? Oh. <laughs> um, what, what did, did you, you even respond? say? Yeah. Well, I just kind of pretended I didn't hear her. <laughs> for that <laughs> did you say thank you i just like was I, she, she said it when i was like on the other side of the room too so i was just like oh. was it like a, i think i love you like what i was just Turned like around oh i was like <laughs> what and i ended i ended up breaking it off over text you know what that's valid. i think that's yeah. the best you could have handled yeah. it, honestly and i think it's because there's a certain type of emotional intimacy that two women can have. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's, yeah, there. so even though I am a big, you know, fan of communication, I think sometimes it's like, you don't have to say everything. And like, yeah. honestly, I'm kind of glad you did that because I was like, okay, you're too attached to me already. Like, yeah, it's good to know that that was 
that was happening. A little yeah, love it went bomb. For... Yeah. It definitely was. It definitely was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, I know you said the community is pretty large on UO mm-hmm. campus, so this might not even be an applicable question, but like, where do you typically meet people? Is it like the apps or is it just like how anyone else would? Um. Yeah, I've definitely met quite a few people through the apps just again because sometimes it's hard for me to like take initiative but I've also met like you know friends of friends people at parties or like you know yeah I'd say like probably number one is apps and number two is just like people I meet at parties or like through friends um just like because I don't know sometimes like I'll be invited to a party by my friend and I'm like okay I know like two people here yeah and then I just want to like go around and talk that kind of like moves into the other question of like What's this like in Greek life and fraternity? <laughs> um, I don't know. So I will say that um, frat parties are kind of a funny thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there's definitely girls who are making out with each other at frat parties. That's the thing. Quite often. I don't know if you guys have encountered I've that. I've seen it. A lot of the times I'll see like couples uh, uh-huh. come and like make out and just kind of yeah, use that as their Because like, it's funny. Party. Like it's such a like, you know, the frat party situation is such sort of like a quote-unquote traditional thing but at the same time they only let girls in yeah. so it's majority yeah. girls there and it ends up being a really good place to pick up girls for exactly. some for some I queer women I never even thought about that yeah no I feel like um, I totally see it all yeah and I actually so I well actually the last time I went to a frat party um was over Halloween weekend I was I had just gone to a house show I was with some friends and we like we're going to a thing later, but we had some time to kill. So we're like, okay, let's pop in. Uh, let's just like, yeah, basically. And it was funny. We were all like, um, we all looked enough like girls that we got it. Because <laughs> like, I mean, like, and I mean that because a lot of them were not binary or just yeah. sort of like mm-hmm. generally just living their best, you know, queer lives. So it was kind of funny. Exactly. We're just like, we're girls-ish. Hello. Luckily, Oregon doesn't turn down anybody. No, not really. Yeah. Um, so that was funny. That was like the only like frat party I've been to this year. Last year though, I did actually participate in a lesbian takeover of a frat party. Uh, care what? to share? Please. I would love to. Um, yeah, I just kind of, I ended up in this group chat of like a bunch of lesbians and queer girls that I actually hadn't really known beforehand. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, we all want to go to this one frat together in like a big group and just kind of like take it over. Like, Do you remember what frat it was? Kaisai. Oh my god, guys! That's so great. Um, and we all went to this one girl's apartment, and we just like got to. Know, well, I I think some of them knew each other, but I got to know them, and like we just got really drunk. That's um, kind of great. And then we all went over together, and there was like more girls who met us there. Yeah. And it was like honestly really dead. Like their parties us. are always dead. Yeah. So when Sorry, we Kaisa. showed up, we brought the energy. We did. We really did. And like I met so many people that night. It was crazy. And like um I bet they ate it up too. They, They're pretty solid. They dudes. did. They yeah. did. Yeah, they were really chill about it. They <laughs> they um they played I kissed a girl. <laughs> wow. And a little on the nose, but I like it. I was like, okay, I'll take it. Like, thanks for the support, boys. <laughs> It was really funny because yeah. I had actually just kissed a girl and I was like, Slay. Slay. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, going off of that, 
I will say, like, on the worst side, I do see a lot of times, like, at Greek life, like, girls that are straight thinking it's kind of, like, an opportunity oh, because yeah. they're at a frat party that they can just go kiss another girl when it's, like, yeah. that's not you normally. Or, like, they do it for, like, the attention. For the, for the male attention, attention yeah. of the guys at frats. Yeah, um, that's not great. I think, obviously, they're living their lives. They should do what they want. But also just sort of plays into the way that... Because, like, so many men just don't believe lesbians are real. They just don't yeah. believe it, period. And so when straight women do that for the amusement of men, it's just playing into their already held beliefs of, like, oh, like, lesbians aren't actually real. They just need good dick or stupid shit like that. Uh, yeah, or I've heard that... God. <laughs> I've heard, like, the same thing where, like, people will be, like, it will be a straight relationship the boyfriend will be, like, it's okay if you go hook up with girls, just not oh guys. Oh, my God, don't even like, get me stuck. In their head, people. that's not, like, a real thing so it doesn't count as cheating I know it's so weird and like the amount of like straight couples or I guess maybe the girls buy or whatever yeah like just being like we want a third it's like oh so your relationship is almost over no basically like they always do it when they're about to break up oh no 100% like I don't know it's so in the lesbian community we often call those people unicorn hunters unicorn hunter yeah because they're looking for a unicorn basically something that's almost impossible to find (laughs) and um so we call them unicorn hunters and the worst is when they are like straight up hiding that they're doing that like some the girl just the girl will make a tinder profile right match with other women who Mm -hmm. may indeed even if they're bi like that's still not cool you're not like yeah it's not really up to you to decide like so then they'll like talk with the like just the girls will talk but maybe the guy is like looking the whole time like who knows and then she'll be like oh by the way um is it cool if my boyfriend is around it's just like fuck you i'm blocking you bye yeah which surprised that like i just see like like a couple on tinder that happens for a third I at least appreciate when they're honest, but it's like, good luck with that. <laughs> no one's going to swipe God. right on that. Like, people just, and always, I always notice, almost like nine, nine times out of ten, the girl looks amazing, dropped gorgeous, the guy looks like a toe. Yeah, I mean, that's a um, typical to, University of Oregon relationship. <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, but it's so funny, like, it's always like the most drop-dead gorgeous girl and then the most mediocre like looking guy and it's just like um good luck with that like I don't know if that's really gonna work out for you um also I guess you're on the verge of breaking up so that's rough oh, gosh but yeah it's it's a problem and it's even worse when they lie and oftentimes especially if it's a lesbian who's on the receiving end of this she'll be like um I'm like lesbian like why are you doing yeah. this mm-hmm. and then they just will doubt they'll like at they'll be like are you really like I promise like he'll just watch like it's uh, like it's uh, like why would you want it's that? so nasty yeah. exactly. it's such a like and also if the woman in this scenario is bi it's like they just assume that if you're bi then you're into threesomes which is so like, no. not true no, exactly. either that, that just plays into negative stereotypes as well. It's just bad all around. Yeah, because like, yeah. it just plays into, like, if you're bi or sexually promiscuous. Exactly. And, like, that's just not, not cool. the case. Um, do you think that's more of just, like, a thing that happens in college because of, like, the proximity of everyone? It or happens that kind of just all the time, time everywhere. Okay. Like, like, all age groups, too. All lesbians that I know of all ages who have been mm-hmm. on dating apps encounter this. Ugh. It's just a widespread issue um, of all age groups, honestly. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I would say, how do you feel like now that you've been somewhere where there's like such like a vibrant community, do you think like that's something you're going to look for like later in life when you move oh, on for post-grad? Sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I was lucky enough to grow up in proximity to like yeah. a very vibrant community. Yeah. And I always was like, I want to be in it. Yeah. Um. So being here is great. And yeah, it is definitely like a lot bigger than what I'm used to. And I think what a lot of people are used to, but it does end up sort of feeling small in certain circumstances mm-hmm. because I hear like whispers that everybody knows everybody. Yeah. So it's, I think especially at first it feels big and then over time it feels smaller and smaller. Like there's definitely like, I recently went on a date with someone that like my friend was like, oh, I hooked up with her. Oh. Yeah. That happens. We've, we've had often. friends where it's like, she was like, I dated one person my freshman year, and then ever since then, everyone is friends with my ex, and I can't do yeah, anything. It's that can just... definitely happen. Um, yeah, it's it's so I, I like to say it ends up feeling a bit like a circle eventually. <laughs> definitely. Um, but there are still, I mean, there's always, like, new people coming. You know, there's always new people coming to college or, yeah. like, moving to town. So there is always, like, a pretty big influx, and I guess, you know, other people graduating, leaving, too. Yeah. So. It definitely does shift around a lot. I was gonna say probably once you turn twenty one too, the bar will open Ooh. up. Some oh new, yes, some new I am so excited to go to Spectrum. Oh my god, Spectrum! It's exciting. the queer bar in town. Oh, um, they do. They actually have drag brunch there, which is all ages. Ooh. Um, but they also, you know, are a bar and they have yeah. like drag shows at night and a bunch of like I. I checked out their Instagram because I was like, this seems so cool. And they have like all these different like social mixers and stuff or like they have, oh, wow. you know, uh, you know, gay gamers night. And then they have like a trans femme night. Like they have they're so inclusive. That's and it's like, that's so great. Much fun. So I'm I'm super hyped to do that one. I guess next year, I think it'll be an awesome opportunity. Check out the That'd spectrum, guys. <laughs> yeah. Big shout out to them. I, you know, haven't really been there yet. But from everything that I've heard from my friends who go there, it seems awesome. Yeah. Perfect. And then before we go, do you want to just talk a little bit about your article that just came out? Oh, yes, I would love to. So I just um, had a cover piece with the Emerald about the lesbian history of Eugene, which is pretty significant. Um, And in the article and in general, I would like to shout out the Outliers and Outlaws exhibit happening at the um, Natural History Museum on campus because it's I heavily utilized it as a resource and it's just amazing to see. But yeah, basically starting in the late 60s, um, a bunch of lesbians started coming to Eugene uh, because it was like a place of community. Um, it was actually called the Lesbian Mecca. Nice. <laughs> um, and yeah, they came from all over the country because especially at that time, um, there was just so much social change happening. There was civil rights movement, anti-war stuff, and the gay rights movement, Mm because Stonewall happened in 69. That really changed everything. And sort of with this heightened awareness and second wave feminism as well, which is pretty important for, you know, this story. Um, But basically they wanted, they were done with living in these towns where they had no respect or Mm -hmm. they couldn't be themselves or be out and they wanted somewhere and... Eugene became kind of a destination um, and a bunch of lesbians came here and then other eventually the word just spread oh like everyone's coming here so I guess I guess I'll go there too (laughs) and so it just became a a big uh, you know place and there was a lot of really cool like local business women run local businesses like there was a bookstore that had like all the latest like leftist and like gay stuff 
and you they had like a big bulletin board where like all like the social things could be found um there was like a woman-run construction company there was like a trucking company like oh, wow. basically they were like we want to take a over thriving these... community yes <laughs> yes exactly and you know things have changed over time but there is still a lot a lot of those women are still alive and thriving today yeah and I was gonna say how much of the legacy is still here I'd say a lot um and you can find it in interesting places I always like to point out that why do you think there's a giant park called Amazon mm-hmm. <laughs> think about it <laughs> no that makes sense yeah <laughs> I never even thought because about that. before um Jeff Bezos co-opted that name yeah it was associated with you know powerful warrior women beautiful mm-hmm. woman, yeah. which you know that's pretty gay. It's pretty yeah. lesbian. So <laughs> they were like, I think that's, you know, part of the reason why it was named that. Another thing I like to point out, and I actually have no idea if this is true, but I think it would be funny if it was. Um, one of the high schools in Eugene has like a double-headed axe as its mascot, mm-hmm. oh. which is a historically very lesbian symbol. Really? Uh, the really? Lab- the laborists. Um, and I, I, I all, I've always they wondered. what they were doing. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> So I don't know. Don't don't quote me on that one, but I feel like it would be. It has to true. be something. There has yeah. to be something there. That's what I think. I see it. I see it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Emily. Yeah. Everybody, thank go you. check out the article. It can be found online. Thank you so much to Emily. We're gonna move on to our next guest, Tanner. Hey guys. So Tanner, um, tell us a little about yourself. All right, so I go to the University of Oregon with Sophia Monica as well, and I'm a junior, and I am majoring in journalism and public relations, and I'm a Pisces, Libra Moon, Scorpio Rising. I love that. Um, <laughs> so jumping off, I guess, into the deep end, how would you say people's willingness in the gay community is like to commit on campus? To commit oh, on campus? Yeah. Um... Zero percent. Zero. Can I say? Really? <laughs> like, <clears throat> actually, like, I know some people who are dating right now mm-hmm. that are gay, which great for them. It just, like, makes me want to jump in front of, like, a chain, you know? Because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm seeing all these, like, happy, like, gay couples. But when I go out myself to, like, search for that, like, mm-hmm. it seems like all the guys, like, they will not, like, it's more of a hookup situation yeah. than, like, a, um, you know, like, relationship thing that I'm, like, mm-hmm. looking for, you Would know? Would you say it's, like, better or worse in, like, straight hookup culture? Or is it about, like, Ooh, the I think it's it? worse, low really? worse. Yeah, because we have, like, grinder and shit. So I personally am not on grinder, and I don't judge anyone that is. It's just, like, enforcing, like, a lot of, like, hookup culture, mm-hmm. I feel. I say, tell us a little bit more about Grindr. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm not very, like, well-versed in it. Like, I've <laughs> never, like, used it before. Yeah. But I know people who have, and I don't know. It's just, like, for hookups. And it's a lot of, like, I don't know, like, creepy older men. It just, I was gonna like, say. throws me off. Like, I don't know. So, like, if you match with someone on Grindr, is it, it's assumed that you're just going to hook up. Yeah, I think okay. so. I think that's, like, Versus, like, with Tinder, it's, like, you could hook up or maybe go on it. Yeah, for Would real. you say, like, Grindr here is just U of O guys? Or is there, like, weird, oh creepy gosh, men in no. Eugene Okay, are, this is, yeah. like, the same for, like, moving from Denver to uh, Eugene. I thought this place was gay as fuck. <laughs> I'm like, 
I have no options, it seems like, like really? on the dating apps. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, like, uh, I'm trying to think. Like in Denver, like I had a lot more options, but here is like creepy old men mm-hmm. or like people that I talk to like on campus, but like we're just like friends. Like it's not like anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's dry as fuck on there. <laughs> so if you're not on dating apps, how do you normally meet people? Um, the funny thing is, like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't. Like, <laughs> I hang out with like, y'all small? all the time. What? Would you say the community is small? Or um, just, like, you're not, like... Yeah, like, like, I would say it's pretty people. small. Okay. Like, I obviously have, like, used Tinder and all them and, like, like had like casual hookups mm-hmm. but it hasn't like gone anywhere does and everybody know everybody yeah everybody okay. does know everybody and i don't know why that dynamic like kind of throws me off for some reason I but mean, i'm just like yeah let's you don't just want everyone to know your business That's yeah fine. so yeah but yeah it's dry as fuck and then <laughs> you guys know that i just hang out with y'all the thetas and then <laughs> stick in my little group i never branch out but maybe when i turn 21 and go to the bars maybe yeah, i might we get a little crazy our last guest about spectrum and like going out there and how she's excited for that to kind of open up like a new mm-hmm. scene are you 21 yet no march 1st so it's coming up yeah. it's coming up look for the birthday invitation but <laughs> yeah it'll be fun why do you think there's, like, less of a willingness to date and commit? Do you think it's just because it's college or, like... Mm, I feel like it's a lot. I feel like in the gay community, we have a lot of trust issues, too, because mm-hmm. I feel like it's just, like, a like a generational thing. Like, it's, like, every generation of, like, yeah. gay people. Like, you have to hide, like, yourself for so long yeah. and, like, have to, like, not really be real with people on, like, who you really are and all that. That it could cause some trust issues because, mm-hmm. like, we've, we've, I don't know, like, people that are in the LGBTQ plus community don't really want to open up because that is, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. it's tricky situation because we spent, like, our whole lives, like, trying to hide it. So it's, like, you have to pick and choose. Being, like, vulnerable. Like, vulnerable. who you want to be vulnerable yeah. with. Would you say, like, a lot of the trust issues stem from being involved with people who are just experimenting and don't take you seriously. Oh my gosh, yes. Because literally not even, um, like a while ago, it was like freshman year, I, let's call this guy Tattoo. Let's call him Tattoo Man. Tattoo Man. Okay, so I met him during winter break, like working seasonally at um, this retail store, non-sponsored. In Eugene? Uh, no, no, back in Denver. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, we really hit it off. Like, he was so my type. Mm-hmm. Like, he was tall. He had a little meat on him. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, that's my type. Like, okay. I'm yeah. kind of, like, wanting a big boy low-key. Like, SZA. Yeah. Like SZA. But, um, and he has, like, tattoos and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was winter. So, yeah, exactly yeah. that time of year. Um, <laughs> um and... Like, we hit it off, and then it's, like, we were just, like, talking and stuff, and we talked on Snap because I had to go to Oregon, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. at the end of the break. So then we, like, still talked, and I didn't think it was going anywhere, and he, like, told me he was bi. And so we were talked, and then I come back for break, but then he doesn't, like, make those, like, like, um... 
like to hang out. Like he doesn't like hang out with me or whatever. Yeah. But I like was so down bad, Mm y'all. That okay, this is kind of embarrassing. But I was like, I like straight up was like, uh, hey bitch, like I like you. Like Yeah, but that's brave. Let's communicate. Yeah, because also I was like kinda at the time, like, I should probably value my time and like see where this is going. Mm -hmm. And then it was on okay, the funny part is it was on April Fool's. Oh no. No, no, no. (laughs) So he's like, I didn't even realize. And he's like, if this is a joke, like LOL, but (laughs) but I was like, oh no, like I'm for real. Like, I'm so sorry. I did not realize it's April April Fools. And then um, but like, yeah, and then he was like, I don't know my feelings yet, all this stuff. Like, and we got and I was like, okay. And then I went skiing with my dad the next day. And I was like, do you want to just go get like food or something tonight? Mm -hmm. And he all in caps was like, yes, let's like, let's do it. Like all the stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when the time came, I'm like, are we still on for tonight? Like all this, like he didn't respond. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like all this stuff. And then I'm like scream crying. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was so down bad. And I had to, um like do like this Spanish project too and I'm like FaceTiming like and and I'm like oh my god like did you finish this assignment and they're like what is wrong and I'm like nothing like oh my god I don't know it was a mess ask them Uh, it was a mess did you ever speak again well the funny thing is like even that night he was just like snapchatting me things so I'm like assuming that he's like gonna like answer me did he even address it no and then I leave for Oregon, first mm-hmm. of all. Right. And um, I literally was so upset that I just, like, Snapchatted him. And I was like, I know you're going to ignore this, too. But, like, fuck you. All this shit. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I don't know, but he, like, told me that he's, like, never had a guy that he felt this way for. But I'm like... That's like not my issue to say. Yeah, solve, no, exactly. You know, You're like I feel for, for you. Like I do, because mm-hmm. we've all been there. Like all but us you don't gay need to go people. back to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I get like that feeling and like trying to figure out who you are, but like it's not my job mm-hmm. because I'm already out. Like it's just like it's emotionally draining, like trying to like do that, you know. Would you say that's a thing that happens to a lot of people? Oh, for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that happens, like, more younger, you know? Mm-hmm. Because now, I'm like, I will never fuck with anyone that is straight. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm, yeah. like, <laughs> into straight. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not into straight men, but I'm like, I will not pursue them if yeah. they say that they're straight, you know? Yeah. Because I had that experience and, like, learned that that is not okay for me our, to like, be dealing with. Our previous guest was talking about how in the les- lesbian community, they communicate more about how they feel. Would you say that's kind of the same or is it kind of like straight culture where they just don't talk about how you feel? Don't oh communicate Oh, my gosh. It? I feel like lesbians are different than gay men. Low-key. Low-key. I feel like, like, women, you guys are just so much more, like, emotionally in tune, I feel. Mm-hmm. And, like, so, like, I don't know. I feel like with men, like, I feel like we beat around the bush a lot. Like, I feel like we're not very transparent. Is that why you said it was embarrassing when you said how you felt? Because I feel like that's yeah. a very normal thing to tell somebody. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. And it might even, like, go back to, like, 
like how like men are like supposed to be like masculine. Maybe that's like embedded in us and like we're like mm-hmm. emotions or whatever. But I'm a Pisces, so I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, maybe like I just feel like we're just like not that like open. Yeah. I don't know why or like maybe we are. I don't know. Maybe I have the lack of experience. Yeah, dude, they'll just come with age also because we're in college. Yeah. Like, gay or straight, it's hard to expect people to be, like, emotionally vulnerable. We're not there yet. No, literally. Like, it's hard for sure. (laughs) Also, like, in college, you're, like, really just, like, figuring out who you are and all this. And then at the end of this, like, who knows where we're going to be. So it's, like, why, like, I don't know. But it's a little more tricky, I feel. How would you say... I guess you can't really get let into Greek life parties. So Oh my god. No. How how is the party scene for the gay community? Like I'm like like I said, I only hang out with the thetas. <laughs> oh. I, mean, I guess it's a <laughs> not like a great friend. A great host. Would you for. say there is a big scene for partying or like it's pretty? I I don't know. I feel like people just like kind of stick with like their group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but maybe. I don't know. Maybe the bar scene. Maybe the bar scene. Yeah. yeah. Probably. I'm like, I've never been to a party that's not been, like, Theta hosted or us hosted. <laughs> Low-key. <laughs> Honestly. But, yeah. Are you trying to look for a relationship right now or have oh you just given gosh. up and, like, it'll happen after college? I don't know. Right now, I'm trying to keep the mindset of, like, it'll come when it comes. I but I'm like, yeah. So if it approaches... Or like comes into my life, then yeah, I'll pursue it. Have you ever been not, in not. a situationship, relationship, any more serious? No, like no. Is that normal? I I don't know, honestly. I think so. Like I feel like a lot of people just like in our generation, like gay or straight, like yeah. everybody. I feel well, not everybody, but like a lot of people have not been in like long term or like definitely mm-hmm. relationships before. This one time, I she's my best friend now. Shout out, but um, <laughs> I asked her out in middle school, so that's my only relationship I had. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> but we're besties now. So okay, well that was a great TT. Do you have any anything closing you want to leave us with? Um, not really. Follow me at Tanner.Smith3 because <laughs> Tanner.Smith2 got hacked and is no longer there. So follow that one now. Um, and thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank Perfect. you, Tanner. Thank you for coming on. Of course. Thank you again to our two guests. Go check out Emily's articles. Follow Tanner on socials. They're wonderful. Um, and tune back in next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye.